My name is William Corliss and this is the Workplace Podcast. Brought to you in association with Yellowwood, providers of executive coaching, corporate training and facilitation. Your external learning and development partner. Each week we focus on a different aspect of the workplace. We hear from guest speakers who will be subject matter experts, who I believe are incredibly talented at what they do. These experts will give you a different perspective and insight to work life, with the aim of empowering you to take a different path to success in all aspects of work life. These perspectives will include career and personal success, leadership, high performance teams, and creating a better work life culture in your organization. Yellowwood, take a different path to success with your career, team, and organization. Welcome to the Workplace Podcast, and today's guest is Luke Monaghan, returning for the second time after uh, a delayed uh, start to his um, debut on this podcast. Luke hey. has welcome very much, Luke. How are you? you? Good to be back again. I must be doing okay if I'm back a second time, even though I was delayed, but that's okay. I've got over the hurt. Yeah. So, so listen, thank you for uh, giving me um, that forgiveness sure. there. Yeah. Um, so again, in terms of today, what, listeners may not have heard your previous episode on Breakthrough Conversation. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you a small introduction to the listeners, Luke, if that's okay with you. So Luke has worked in leadership development on four continents, bringing a unique blend of experience, competence, innovation to his work. He has published 14 books in the area of educational practice and social issues. He has facilitated groups from cabinet members and corporate teams to health professionals and organization leaders to teachers and students. His approach is engaging, respectful, challenging and creative in order to unearth relevant and sustainable solutions. The more complex, the more he likes it. He's a director of three companies, the Mediation Foundation of Ireland, MFI.ie, which provides leadership development and conflict resolution responses, the Consultant Academy, resourcing senior executives as they navigate the world of consulting, and Curum, resourcing excellence in education. Luke, after that wonderful introduction, that brings me to the topic of our podcast today, which is online learning. Yeah. And I read a wonderful blog that you wrote for the International Mediation Institute, which incorporates your experiences for the last six months delivering mediation training online, and more specifically, it's certified. So I'd love to hear more about your experiences over the last uh, few months. Well, it's been really such a great learning curve for me. And I'm, and I'm working with you as well, Liam, we, uh, uh, sorry, William, uh, that we also recognize that the two of us know each other well, which is great. And I think that's been a great part of the online learning, how you can build up rapport with the people you're working with all the way through. We have worked so well together, but working with their participants on the courses, the key piece uh, is connection. I think that's one of the things we, I, I said in the blog, that it's how you can build real and meaningful connection. Something that needs to really uh, shift for people, I think, around online learning is our mindset. Sometimes our mindset about online learning is that it's less than, whereas I think it's really more important that we shift to the mindset that it's different too. And it has its own 
particular world it has its own advantages i miss and i really look forward to the in person for sure but i have got so much out of being part of i've been a participant on courses that i've done online and giving the giving and facilitating online online myself and i think it's it's for me it's that piece yes you want to be com- confident in the technology and confident in your material and you need to be competent in the area you're working in but most of all that third c in that article i talked about was connection there is there are real ways to make real connections with people and i've seen that work again and again particularly on that mediation certification course that you mentioned but on lots of others as well and, and that's the whole thing about collaboration you know there's you know another c is chemistry and sometimes people feel that chemistry is missing when you do the online work but what our experiences have been that we've been able to create that rapport create that chemistry amongst the group and some people say well we're missing the water cooler moments or those times when you have a coffee break to to talk to other people but we found we've been able to recreate that online. Absolutely. Because one of the things we've done with, say, that certification course is that we always come online about 20 minutes before it starts. And during the during the breaks, one of us is on for anybody who wants to have that outside of the formal session times. The same at the lunch break. One of us, because we always work as a team on the mediation certification course, one of us will be there to have a chat. And they, the groups got really used to that. And you could see the ones who just came back a bit early and other ones who did it some other day and we stayed on afterwards. So there was really to have it in a different way, but also in an effective way. And for me, if you know, people might want, well, what's the litmus test? How, would you, how do you really know? On that course, it was the, the, the fact that the participants set up loads of of course practice sessions themselves informally through the Zoom platform or the Teams platform themselves when they didn't even need to. Such was the rapport built up that they were putting hours in offline uh, themselves and, and using the platform. So they actually got really used to connecting online. So our job was to create that. And there is, there is yeah, a couple of tricks and tools that, of course, you need in your toolbox to create that rapport, to, to spend the time to, to chat with people and ask them about what's going on and have that interest. Because I'm just really interested in people and I'm really interested in what, they're, you know, what brought them to the course and what's going on for them today and what's happening. And that's an interesting uh, uh, picture on your wall behind me. Tell me about it. I mean, those sort of conversations that you, you, you would have, you know, just have them, they're different, but they're just as important. And it's really about, you know, context, isn't it? Why are people there in yeah. the first place? And it's a, it's that whole thing about, which is a great skill of a mediator as well as curiosity. Yeah. We have curiosity in terms of, well, where are you going to take these skills? You know, why is it so important for you right now? And in terms of that, you know, this is, I think, one of your great strengths, Luke, is you really encourage that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it's, it's something that's valued because it's about seeing everybody on the screen, you know. So we have worked, as you know, with, with uh, 15 people on the screen and I've worked with 50 and 120. So it's, it's a different set of skills, but it really is letting everybody know they've been seen. Tell me about your day, Margaret, what's been going on for you. Um, uh, so it's, it's those things, bringing everybody in through the, through the session itself, using the, the, the 
all the tools that the platforms, whether it's Teams or Zoom or whatever it is, they have a variety of tools that a lot of us are coming becoming more comfortable with without it making making it too complex. It's still about ease of communication, ease of connection, ease of involvement and inclusion. And I think that's what's, so again, we just talk it through and build up their own competency with the, the chat function or the breakout function or the mural is a great platform as you and I know as well. So lots of um, tools out there that we have just taken the time to get comfortable with. Yeah, and that's the whole thing about competence as well and confidence, isn't it? Mm. It's that, you know, we have collaborated together, we share tips and tricks with each other, say, listen, if you push this, you know, feature yeah. or that function or whatever, that we've been really able to keep it pretty fast flowing because I think there's an element of you have to keep, you know, the pace mm. up because people have the ex- expectations. So we're nearly producing like TV quality type, you know, yeah. courses at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. And you've done so well because I've learned a lot now. Listeners, William is damn good at this. Let me tell you, he has got all the tricks there going on. It's great. I just sit here at his feet, saying, "Oh, we got this. What button do I press? How do I do that?" It's great, and that's what's wonderful about the community of trainers, the community of of, of people in this in, in this area. It's great to have that trust and to to, to have that sharing going on. It it really does make a difference. Appreciate those uh, kind work word Luke's thanks a million and somebody that I'd like to acknowledge is actually the work of Tony Burke so he was really influential in terms of designing this process to make sure that it was accessible that it was engaging and then it actually fulfilled the accreditation criteria so tell me a little bit about you know your collaboration with Tony because obviously I'm I could be seen as the tech expert here you know but you know I, I really want to acknowledge Tony's work yeah, you do, and you're a lot more than that, which is great. But yeah, Tony and myself and uh, uh, have been involved in the mediation certification now for 10 years, both with the Mediation Institute of Ireland, but and then more recently with the International Mediation Institute and a lot. And again, his uh, experience and depth of, of experience in mediation itself in the workplace, his depth of experience and training for many, many years just transferred so well to the online um, platform. And it was just that ability to communicate the, the, that feedback that is so essential when you're helping people to practice new skills and, and get build that competence online. He's just so good at fashioning the words, fashioning the phrases that connect with the person. That is just stretches that person to really hear the feedback and apply the, the learning from it. And I think uh, working with him over the last 10 years, we're going into our, our 10th year now of these certified courses and lots of other programs, as you know, around uh, the area of conflict resolution, of leadership development, of, 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 of coaching, uh, of, of breakthrough conversations, all of those offerings that meet where people are at in the workplace. That's why this resort of the workplace podcast just brings to people the, the 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 range, the breadth and the depth of approaches that are out there that I think is so important. And it is that pedagogical nature of storytelling that brings theory to life. And I think that's another thing that Tony did well. And what we've noticed then is we've, we've noticed that, as you were mentioning there, the people had, were empowered and were autonomous in taking their practice of mediation offline and whatever courses then that we are providing. And what the assessors have been giving us the feedback on is actually the skills are probably even higher 
because yeah. they're getting more practice in that they normally wouldn't do because mm-hmm. of this upside of COVID. Everybody has easily now adopted a new way of connecting through Teams or through Zoom or through WhatsApp video. There's so many mm-hmm. ways to have that platform of practice. Absolutely. And people have just been able to transition to it. And I think listening to the feedback from our participants, which is really crucial, we've taken a lot of time to, 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 to inquire from them, what are we doing well, what we could do better, what's the experience like for you? And many people, when they were signing up for these mediation courses the last six, seven months, have been saying, I don't know if I'm, you know, how, how would that, what would that be like, Luke, seven or eight hours on the screen? That, that sounds very daunting. And then when they get on, we walk, walk through that with them and they realize, and again, it's just coming through to people again and again, the days flew. It was the, the stimulus of the material. It was the stimulation of the group. And crucially, it was the stimulation of the facilitation that really made learning happen, that kept us engaged, kept us involved, you know, really finding progress happening. So some of the feedback of a wonderful person, Sheila, who's in HR, just saying recently, the training was really good. It was exceptional, you know, and just yeah. the, I'm talking her through there, he said, I didn't think I'd ever say, but it actually was better than my in-person experience of a lot of training. Uh, so again, it's really good. For, and then getting from someone like Sheila and many, many others to say, well, what particularly was it? And it was a range of things all the time. Yes, it was the quality of the materials and the, the exercises, but again, and again, was the building up of the rapport of the community, as a lot of them began to call the community of us participants on this course. And they took ownership. Of, so it wasn't just down to, to William or Tony or Luke or Judy and the people that we have on the programme, because it's always good to have different um, um, offerings on the programme. But they themselves, as you said, took ownership of the training as well. And they led debriefing sessions and checked in with us all of the time. But it was that co-ownership of the of the experience of the training is really important that as as in mediation where the mediator hopefully becomes less important as the resolve resolutions come through where they're to mind the process but they're in charge of the problems the same in terms of the facilitating of the training the participants become more and more co-owners of the process of the learning and, and that's wonderful because they go off empowered, enabled, off you go, go and do it. And so, and, and what I noticed, you know, is there was a good degree of fun as well. And I think that is down to the facilitators is creating yeah. that environment. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny that some facilitators find that quite easy in terms of that skill set they have. And it goes yeah. back to that competence piece, doesn't it? Um, and that confidence to be able to, you know, have fun, inject a bit of fun because it does inject energy into people because it can be very draining, can't it, to be staring at a, at a screen yeah. for so long. And I think it's, and it's being comfortable with our own humour. What is your, we all have a, a sense of humour. It's expressed in different ways. I can't tell stories to save my life. I'm just useless at it. Somebody tells me a joke, I love it, but I can't retell it very well. My humour is situational humour. Something happens on screen and I can really work with that. I can riff with that or I've had an experience that's funny. It has to be real for me and that's my humour. Whereas somebody else's humour is, let me tell you the story about it. It's wonderful. 
And I think it's connecting in with our own humor. It's that self-awareness of what works for you. You know, and we've had myself and William, and you know, we've had lots of funny experiences on online as well as in person. But it's again, it's that connection and rapport that you're able to judge it when it's helpful and then when we need to move on. Because it's it's not that we're laughing all the time or we're serious all the time. It's the meld. It's the synthesis of because we're all real in ourselves. And I think we give our we give a lot as much on screen as we do in person because that's the best way to be involved in a training experience. Whether you're the facilitator or the participant, that we're all there. You know, and I enjoy that. I've been fully fully present to the participants. And I, you know, on a previous episode, I was talking to one of our colleagues, Fabio Grassi, mm-hmm. um, and we were talking about this, the importance of design in a program or a workshop. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of creativity that is there, you know, and we, we've, we've had to really think about what was the end user experience, what's going on for them. them. So when we're talking about breaks, so we're talking about what would make this a really great learning experience i think all that hard work of creativity and design has paid off mm-hmm. totally and, it, and it's fucking enjoyable because it keeps us fresh you know to be saying oh, what's what's happening out there i've been on a course that's why i love not only do i want to pick up the knowledge on a, any program i go on myself as a participant but i'm always interested in how the facilitation of the learning goes on and there's a really good approach or there's something i can try but I love the encouragement to be creative ourselves and to be bouncing off each other and trying this and what can we do all the time to ensure, as you said, the end user, the, the participant's experience is really that which will help them to explore what learning they need to, to invite for themselves. And for people who have had experiences of online learning, or maybe if you're a facilitator, you know, um, I want to reassure people that we've had tech issues and we've been able to overcome them. Yeah, totally. You know, and it's one of the things we say because it's about, and I think Fabio said this really well. Said it's it's really important that we're human, and that in, in you know, and, and that with humans things go wrong sometimes. And just to make it a very normal. Ex- not to over-script it. I see some trainers, they're over-scripting and over-storyboarding their, their, um, their, 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 their trainings down to the last second. And I think while it's really good to prepare, and I'm all for writing stuff out and the value of storyboarding, but not that it becomes a straitjacket. Because it's so important that the process serves the purpose not making the purpose serve the process and, and getting that right. So if, if we're online and we're having a very good feedback session, I'm not going to halt it because my storyboard says at 3.42, I need to be going to something else. If at 3.42, they're having a really good learning engagement, I'm staying with them. Uh, and it's my job to have that facility. So I really would put that as a strong tip. Watch out institutions, watch out training providers. Don't get straight jacketed by your storyboard let your storyboard serve you most of all serve the participants and that would have been in our experience beforehand even that you really do have to flex to the audience's needs the participants needs and that's why i think it's really successful um or workshops whether they're with the you know a mediation foundation of ireland or elsewhere is because we're really focused on the people on the screen you know, um, and I think there's, 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 there's a lot to do it in terms of, you know, signaling the digital body language there where they're doing the, 
you know, pre-work in advance, you know, if they're engaging or not. And also then it's reading cues on the screen. So I know both of us have a big, big monitor behind us. So we can actually pick up on those little facial expressions, those little cues to ensure engagement. Yeah. And there's a lot going on. I mean, you and I have worked with with people, you know, who are graduates in big organizations starting out. They're telling us again and again, it's the amount of meetings they're at and that it's really draining. And when they come onto a training with us, the mindset could be at the start, oh, this is going to be like another meeting. And very quickly, they realize they're seen, they're heard, they're included. And it's a very different experience. So they go away empowered. Okay, I'm going to manage my influencing and meeting in a very different way. So whether it's the mediation training or the the leadership development, communication skill, all those things that both you and I do all the time, it is always participant focused and listening to them, encouraging them and managing the difficult moments. You know, there's some people who are really finding the process difficult. So we find a way to work with them with with, with some people like that. I've had one-on-ones offline, you know, just check in. I can see, I can send a private chat to you. It's completely going your way today. Would you like to, to you know, to have a call? And, And it transforms them because what you're doing is you're hearing them, you're seeing them, you know, and that's what's so important. And again, back to the mediation and the conflict resolution, that's what's often about. People say in conflict, I wasn't heard. You know, somebody just didn't give me the time to hear me. I was doing a, um, a, a mediation on Friday with, with, with somebody and just doing the private meeting. And that was the huge two years this conflict has been going on. And she said, this is the first time in this session with you that I feel heard. <clears throat> Now, isn't that really sad that whether it was in person or COVID, she hadn't been heard for two years. And it's not about the right nor wrongness of her position. It's the fact, the respect that everyone deserves to be heard. Then we can begin to make progress. So that can be just, and that that meeting obviously was online. So you can have a really deep interaction, what we call the breakthrough conversations online. And that's been our experiences as well, that we it's it's actually becoming a more fulfilling experience for all the attendees on the mm-hmm. online learning courses that we do is because we're able to facilitate people to be heard. And then yeah. sometimes when you're in a group, you'll have people who dominate. Yeah. Due to our approach, we are able then to facilitate all around that to make sure everybody's needs are fulfilled. That's right. And I think if once once the full group realize, yeah, these, these guys are in charge of the process and are able to manage the process and they will in a constructive way, you know, somebody like that who might be dominating too much is just then, you know, to have a guideline I often use that nobody speaks a second time until everybody who wants to speak a first time has had a chance to do so. And just putting in and just finding what are the guidelines that are going to help this meeting get the outcome that we all want. And again, it's, a, it's, it's always ensuring that process follows purpose. If you're clear on your purpose, then you design the process to meet that. So many people, and I see things that work, it's the, it's the other way around. This is the way we've always met. This is the way we've always trained. That is now yesterday. Tomorrow is all about clarity of purpose, then design your process. And boy, the difference that will make. And, you know, and, and we're coming to the end of the podcast uh, now, Luke, and what I'd like to finish up is some tips that maybe would be beneficial for people to know in terms of our learnings, you know, what really makes 
a mm. um, an engaged uh, learner, you know. So I'm thinking about our learnings of, you know, recommending people hydrate. So we both have our water in front of us, you know. Mm. We uh, do movement or energizers, you know. What are the maybe some of the other tips then you could recommend Absolutely. to our like, listeners? Yeah, and I love that. And having things like the stretch break for 45 seconds, and some people like to do it in the sprint, have a bit of fun with that. But I think it's really important to engage people very quickly into the at the start of your sessions. That you know, I wouldn't be waiting for more than 10 minutes before I've had people whether it's in a breakout, if it's a bigger group, or whether it's a, you can do it on the screen. If it's up to nine people, you can do it on the screen and want to go around the room and, and make the question interesting. Don't say, we want to tell you, give us your name, your job, and why you're here. I mean, yawn, yawn, yawn. Make yeah. sure that, that a connecting question is interesting. You know what? Uh, so just but have that engagement. Introduce yourself. Introduce the purpose. More importantly, of the program that you're you're doing and what they're likely to get from this program. What's in it for them? So outline that. Outline some of the practical things. When the break is, they, people want to know when the next cup of coffee is. Let them know. They want to know when they're going to get a bite of lunch. And most importantly, they want to know when it's all over. And they want to know that you're going to keep to those times. You know, I'll be flexible within it. But if the program says end at half four. I will be pressing leave meeting at 4.30. So, you know, hold to that, but engage them quickly with interesting stuff, you know, and there's lots of tips out there, but I think that, and clarity, you know, don't send people to the breakouts with a really clear message, simple message. These are the two questions to think about, and we want one of you to give us the feedback. Just be really clear, but enjoy it. Yeah. And that's something you can do through, you know, the chat function and, and you know, various guises uh, like that. And another thing that I uh, I really admire about your style, Luke, is you hit the ground running. So there's not this death by PowerPoint or over-reliant on content. You're actually yeah. using the content in front of you to really weave, you know, that theory and skills into place. Mm-hmm. So I have to salute you on that. So if people want to know more about Luke Monaghan, you can check him out on LinkedIn, M-O-N-A-H-A-N, and I'm also so on the website. I'm so glad he said that, M-O-N-A-H-A-N. If you want to really have a conflict, put in a G in there. <laughs> no, but I, it's, it's not that I'm sensitive, but no, thank you, William. That's that's great. And check out nfi.ie where myself and William have some, some cool stuff happening around uh, working with people, working with conflict, working to develop yourself in a really powerful way. So look forward to talking to you about that. And those mediation courses are dual accredited with the Mediation Institute of Ireland and also the International Mediation Institute. That is all the time that we have today. I want to give my thanks to Luke Monaghan. Thank you very much, Luke. Sure. And thank you for all our listeners today. That's it for this episode of the Workplace Podcast. My special thanks to this week's guest for a wonderful discussion. If you want to get in contact with a podcast about a workplace topic or a particular challenge that you're facing, contact me via Twitter at Different Paths. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn, William Corless, C-O-R-L-E-S-S, or go to my website, www.yellowwood.ie. Yellowwood, your external learning and development partner. Provider executive coaching, facilitation and training. 
take a different path to success with your career, leadership, team, and organization. <laughs>